And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. And we are live, people. What's cracking, lacking? So, welcome back to the Fight and Fit Show, the Fight and Fit Podcast. This is where all the going ons does be happening. What's up, YouTubers? How are you, Chris? All's good, man. I'm very, very well. Good. So, guys, we often come to the podcast with some form of agenda. We try to take it maybe a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more chill this week. So, we're just going to have a. going to have a bounce. going to have the bounce and see, see what's up. Uh, I'm actually up. I'm gonna hijack it and just start asking random little questions, find out what motivates them and uh, what, what inspires them and why. So uh, I might next, I might also ask Chris back similar questions. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna try and delve deep into Brandon Flaky and hopefully give you guys a little bit of insight into how he just does some uh, impressive beats. So let's find out. I think just before we start off, I think for me personally, if Anything I do is described as an impressive feat. For me, the only thing that's impressive is where I came from and how the fact that I used to not be able to do any of it is. Because I wouldn't say in the overall grand scheme of things. I'll brag for you. Well, I don't think, for me personally, and like I think I've done, you know, there's some stuff where I think I've, I've, I've reached maybe 70% performance level, like, you know, that TR. Maybe, maybe lower, depending on, on where you rank. Maybe higher, depending right. on where you bought. Yeah, you're humbled. No, no but for, for me, again, the impressive thing is, is the... the where I started to where I came because I genuinely believe at one stage like I would have called myself like one of the worst athletes in the world like just you still do sometimes it's really annoying absolutely yeah why do you call yourself um, a terrible athlete Brandon um, probably a lack of confidence coming from when I was younger and coming up against um, people who were higher performance completely leaving me for dust uh, well I I meant more in the recent terms in terms of mobility brand you're the ff movement coach so uh, and then you 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 are more aware of your flaws more than anyone else um why why are you so flawed what's the um i don't know like my posture has always been terrible i remember i always remember back to the day when you were kind of just coming out of college and you'd really got a kind of scope on you know form and all this kind of stuff and i remember kind of like shrugging it off for you know like you know i'm um, in reps and, and not not even that though, but like you know, the movement looked about right. You know, sick like it looked like the movement you got from A to B. Yeah, yeah. You, know you got mean? the way up and down. Yeah, exactly. And for me, that was kind of the extent of my knowledge. Like I, I literally couldn't see holes in my in my performance or in my body or in in my game. Um, so I just come up against you know pure emotion, savagery, push, push, push. And on, like I said, numerous times in the podcast, like my body started bucking back. And I think that just was a testament to beliefs that I had, which was... Not true. No, no, I'm a shit athlete. <laughs> it's All like right. otherwise it would, the wheels wouldn't have came off and they did. Well, um, I'd say it's just in terms, I think, for sustainability. Like we've never had any movement practices. We've never even, we've never really prioritized stretching or anything like, like that there. And then boxing is such a... Um, stressful sport like it's definitely definitely one of the more stressful sports uh, and then with each impact that you take through your body tenses up yeah so uh, reinforces and 
solidifies yeah, yeah. it. And then, well, one of the things that I think did loads of damage to us uh, was all the long runs when um, we were younger. Because what would be what would happen when when we were younger um, is that it was like, oh, 5k, go out and do this 5k. If you were fit enough for it or not, it was like you have to go out and do it. I remember like there'd be every so often you leave training for a while, you come back and it'd be 5k, and you'd be like, no. And by the end of it, like you're only at fucking 11 or 12 or 13 or something like that, there, and you're like basically crying because you have to go do this fuck they say 5k. And um, by the end of it, I just always wanted to do gym proud. Yeah, I love you, Jim. Be proud of me, I just remember suffering, just being like, this is awful. I uh, I I used to hate running. I love running now, but yeah. I, I used to hate it. It used to be so bad. But like form would be terrible, flat feet, you know, be internally rotating, yeah. knees would be collapsing in. But all that mattered was that you got it done. Yeah, yeah. That is what I'm saying. And so for me, again, because I had so many holes in my game and because I reinforced all those holes, like I worked myself into a hole. <laughs> I worked myself into a very, very like a poor performing hole. And don't get me wrong, like I don't believe in any sense. Like I believe genuinely like like, my mantra is something similar to The Rock. You know, be the hardest worker in the room, like, wherever possible. You know, obviously, there's always going to be, or there, sometimes there'll be somebody who's better than you. But it's like, that's kind of my philosophy. And David Goggins talks about stealing souls and beating people and, like, really, like, like crushing them and stuff. Why like. do you think that appeals to you so much? Because I'm so competitive. Yeah. Because I genuinely like, I genuinely like seeing the light fade out of a competitor's eyes. That's why I think you like jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, talk, I was listening. To, I was talking to Joe Rogan the other day. I was, <laughs> I was listening to Joe Rogan talk the other day, and he was on about jujitsu. And kind of, he said like, I thought it was so cool. He was kind of walking through his jujitsu practice, and he was kind of saying like, let's say you want to choke somebody, and he was basically saying it's like, you know, you take mount and you take side control or whatever it is, the process he went through, and what he included was like, you know, you get under the back, they buck you, and you get back on. And I was like, so cool. Okay. So like, part of his game plan, he's so experienced with that, he knows part of it. Is getting bucked off. Yeah, you know, where yeah. some people get bucked off and they're like, oh shit, I, got, I lost it. I said, no, no, there's the buck off. All right, cool. Come back in. You know, you learn to expect the 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 opposition. I think that was something that destroyed my confidence when I was younger as well. It's one of the reasons why I love stealing people's souls is because the buck's done. You yeah, know, yeah. You can t- and sometimes you can avoid the buck completely by, you know, with psychological warfare. You can literally, like, they think there's no point in bucking. Yeah, that uh, the the thing that I think is really cool is that like the in boxing anyway, you know, in your heart with the faith, you have to like if you get hit to the body, you don't show it at yeah. all, and if you show it, it's done. Yeah. Do you get me? And if you show that you're hiding it, it's done. Yeah. It's a uh, not even that. Like because sometimes sometimes that can be people's downfall. You see that again with MMA, the the, the aggressor gets overconfident, rushes in, and then they and often get caught. Definitely. And you've seen it happen again and again. But yeah, I think 100 percent it's like. Just been able like reading that person. I feel, I like you have to know yourself from jujitsu and MMA and boxing and stuff. Like how satisfying that feeling is to know that you've broken somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then to be able to do that to people is like, and to kind of develop that as a mindset of like I need, like I need to get to that place. Like I just feel like that done me so well for like I'd always show up into a classroom or I'd show into um you know like a gym or a I think back to whatever college. it is you try and be the best exactly yeah. yeah yeah i think um, we in the course of we're doing your day i think that's that was pretty evident like you're the only one um who was asking any questions and the questions you're asking like one of the ones i wanted to ask as well which was um if someone's a uh, pregnant how much weight should like what calorie deficit should they be in if they're still trying to lose weight and they are overweight and losing weight was the primary goal and then all of a sudden they, they get pregnant like what was it like i was thinking that in my head, because there's two two parts of it, I was like, that'll probably be answered 
uh, next week, and I don't want to be the one just asking all the questions because I have a little bit of a thing with that. Um, but uh, like I think it, it is evident that like you do try your best to to do everything well. Like yeah. when you went into Pilates course, it's like you, you try and do it well, and it, it stands to you. It stands to you when when you're doing training, when you're doing programs, when you're um, coaching people and all that sort of stuff. It's like it, the commitment to do well is. is I was going to say it's an axiomatic assumption, but it, like it's it's there. Do you get me? Yeah. It's just one of the it's one of the baselines, which is really, really good. I think Jordan Pearson said, "I love that thing." Did you did you hear the thing Jordan Pearson said about the the perfectly perfected terrible diner? Oh yeah, so yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, a little slice of hell. Yeah, there's like I think there's a place called Heaven's Diner, mm-hmm. and I think maybe Jordan Pearson took the opposite approach, or maybe it is Hell's Diner, and he was just describing it. But it's basically like you know, it's like this. Place that you can go to. So it's not the name, you just called it a little slice of hell. No, I think you call it Hell's Diner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like, you know, so it's this place, and it's like you go into this diner, and everything is so meticulously bad that it's, 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 it's nearly an art form. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, so it's like, okay, so you start off with the eggs, they give you eggs, and, you know, they're meant to be scrambled, and, you know, they're, they're dry, and, you know, there's. No, no, the eggs, the eggs, it's like they're, they're sunny side up, um, and they're supposed to be fried eggs, and they're cooked. Just enough on the outside so they're burnt on the outside but still runny in the middle. You know, like and uh, the toast uh, has been like um, it's been heated up to the point where it's been burnt but let cool down so that it's still cold. And the butter uh, on the bread has been scraped along it so that it tears up the bread but still isn't melted. Yeah, it's just all these different things. And the orange juice, it doesn't even look like like orange juice. It's kind of like bloody. It's yellow and not orange. Uh, and there's no like little bits in there or anything like that there, and uh, it's kind of stale. And then the coffee is cold and bitter, um, and it looks like it's been reused like loads. But it's just anything that can be bad about it is bad about it to the point where it's an art. Yeah, um, and 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 for me, I think every I think everybody, depending on their goals and their priorities and their personality and who they are, will kind of see areas where, like for toxic, like it's not saying I don't know the blind spots. There's plenty of areas where I've got Hell's Diner. Down to a T. I'm sure. I'm sure it's there, but it's like. But for, at least from what my priorities, the things that I try and work on, when it is a priority for me, I know that I try and do it well. I mean, um, you know, Chloe's mom said that to me one time, and I, 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 you know, took that with great pride. And I remember the the driving instructor when I was trying to do my lessons, he said the same thing, and then you said it again. So, like I said, it really is. It's 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 a principle that I try my best to do, which is, and I think everybody's trying to do. It. It's like if you're going to do something, at least try and do it well, because. Yeah, don't just get it done. Yeah, well, it's, 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 I think it's, it says an awful lot about your personality and who you are. So you yeah. kind of just say, it's like, I, I, want, I, want, I want to do this well so I can say, oh, well done at the end of it. Oh, at least you did a good job. And I don't know, I just feel like, I feel like I just feel so much negative emotion about coming away from something and just... Yeah, I, think is, I think you've been uh, brainwashed by uh, the church when you are younger and by Jordan Peterson by all the stuff you've listened to. So I think, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think um, you just set that as a standard and it's like when you do that, everything's much more engaged and much more meaningful yeah. as well. And it's like when you do that as well, your ego is wrapped up in it too. Like you have this identity of being a person who works hard and want to be the hardest worker in the room okay. uh, as well. And it's like it's something that I don't know if you've consciously, I think you've consciously done it, but maybe a little bit unconsciously as well. Or just um, trying to set yourself up to where you burn all the bridges so that that is the only path that you can take. So it's like no, I have to do it well. Everyone's saying it to me now. I have to bloody yeah, yeah, true, yeah. So because um, one thing, one thing I definitely do find, I find like I like, I like nice narrow bumper rails. So it's like you're literally not allowed to veer too far off to the side. Because yeah. I know I've done it in the past, 
where when when there was no bumpers, I literally end up just rolling into the gutter. Yeah, and, and it's easy done. It's what I'm saying. It really is. I just find like that's the human condition. Is it was nine out of ten will take the path to least resistance, and I think the people who you know, and again, I may, and, like, and that, that's actually just on that point. That's where um, I think me and you would, would disagree slightly on the whole discipline sort of element of things. Like, um, I know you're very uh, heavy on the whole discipline, and it's like if it's tough, it's like suck it up, just do it. You have to do it well. Um, and then versus the environment, I see an argument for a, for an online. I think um, it's much better to shape your environment to streamline stuff. So, like the the example I'll give is is a protein shake. This is how um how it works for me so instead of having the discipline to go get up and have a protein shake every single day where it's like i have my whey protein in a cupboard under the press or it in a cupboard on the bottom shelf and it, it was actually behind some stuff so every time i go to get it pull this out pull that out set that up and i get my creatine get that up go get the milk pour in the thing and i was like you know these sort of series of steps yeah we we gauntlet yeah we gauntlet to sort of overcome so it's like i'm running late what's the first thing to go so here is coming up very soon where I disagree that we disagree. Okay, well, anyway, the thing is that you just the streamline the process, just have it out, set up the environment so that it doesn't require motivation or discipline to do it. Go on. How did you set up the environment? Hey. Having, the dis, having, having the wherewithal to set up the environment is the discipline. Yeah. That, and this okay, is, okay, and, and just, I'm like, when I say discipline, I don't mean take the hardest road possible. Sometimes, if you have an option between two roads and the hardest road is available to you and the easy one, you know, won't, you know, it's you know, it's fine you've ran that road a thousand times, it's good, you can take it if you want, but sometimes the hardest road is, is where you learn something about yourself. But for the most yeah. part, for sustainability, little it's little disciplines. It's not massive disciplines. It's, you know, going out for a run every day. It's like, oh, but I really don't want to say, well, that's where you suck it up. You know, I, I didn't say run a marathon if you break your two legs and smash your ankles and pull your heel cord and then love it at the end. You know what I mean? It's like, have the discipline to prime your environment properly. If there's people in your life who are weighing in on you negatively, have the discipline to say, look, guys, I'm going to need to pull away here. You know what I mean? Have the discipline to say, I need to go to bed earlier because I know tomorrow it's going to save me having to be this tyrant to myself where I'm literally going to have to slam myself down. My eyes are closed. I'm doing the work anyway. and doing it badly. Mm. You know, whereas, like you said, uh, well, like how do you set up your environment? That's the discipline people are missing. You know, it's well, like, yeah, I well then I agree there. I think um, I was going down the route of like let's say, and this is this sorry, but that's why I feel discipline gets a bad rap. People think discipline, literally physical discipline or you know mental discipline. It's like no, it's like you know mental discipline is a part of it too. But there's also the little small aspect of just little disciplines. Setting up your environment. Yeah. Well, the the only reason I'm saying that is like. Um, there, there's the whole thing about willpower and all that sort of stuff as well, and that willpower is finite, um, and that you want to sort of reduce cognitive ease or reduce cognitive stress and increase cognitive ease for um, all the little things that you want to do. Literally didn't agree with that at all when we first started, and I completely agree. Well, go on. Why like, I remember literally thinking, like, well, why don't you, why don't you just, why aren't, like, for talk's sake, stop, like, you know, picking your food during the day. Hmm. It's like, how much battery can that take? Like for some people, it's a lot. Yeah, it takes a reasonable amount. You know, and just little stuff like that, like that. I just like just took for took for granted. Oh, well, even even this. Oh, what do you want for breakfast? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, but then it's like, and if that's not planned and prepped, it's like that is like it's a bit of a thing. It might not be a whole thing, but it's, it's a thing that maybe if it was systemized, well, it might be the thing after you know baby's crying in the morning, it didn't get its bottle. The dog wrecked the place, and you have to clean up all the dog food. And then it's like, oh, what do you want for? It's like, oh, I don't yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's for, that's the point where you'd snap. And it's like, even though it's very really small, it depends on the 
on the situation. Um, but the, the example I was going to give for streamlining your thing is uh, focusing at work. So let's say on, on a laptop, if you have, let's say, Facebook open, Instagram open, uh, messages going and all that sort of stuff, um, versus just having, you know, like Microsoft Office Word or, or a spreadsheet, whatever Single it is. Task. It's like if you have all these different things, your brain, like if something pops up, you don't have a choice in the matter of where of your attention going beep yeah. and then coming back. Yeah. And Especially because your brain's so now used to those sounds that that's your, like there's little habits associated with every one of them noises. Like that's the cue. And then yeah. you have to at least then, at least not break the routine. And yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And, and then that takes willpower. 100%. Which is, uh, which is mine. So um, there's something out there, like, but people have habits. Like that, you know, like with sweets and food and all that sort of stuff in the press and like to have this for the kids. And like one of the ones is like, oh, get this for the kids. They have excuses streamlined as well, which is which is hilarious. You know, oh, what's for the kids? And I have that. And it's like, oh, I just took a few from, from their plates. Here, here's where, this is where the whip starts to crack for me. What do you do if you can't prime your environment past the point where you're already prime? Let's say you have kids, you have a husband, you have a wife. They are not unplanned. Mm-hmm. Take all the rubbish out of the house. No, that's not an option for me. What do you do? Discipline. This is and this is this. this well, no. So there's there's. A, I I agree that you should have some sort of discipline there, but um, there is a this cool rule or it's a law that was in the precision nutrition course. It's John Baradi, I think his name is. His first law or second law of nutrition, where it's like if you have it in your house, you or someone you love or someone you moderately tolerate is going to eat it. Yeah. And it's like so if you get shite. Like, if you get loads of sweets and all that jazz, your kids are going to eat it, your partner's going to eat it, or you're going to eat it. Yeah. And it's like, what do you want? Do you want them to eat this crap, or do you want good food? And it's like, so what you do is... Have you ever lived with somebody who has an addiction? Eh, yes. Are we going to talk about this? <laughs> so, the point is, like, what do you do? Like, and again, I like, you know, kids are fantastic, and, you know, husbands and wives are fantastic. But, like, anyway, it's like, if somebody doesn't have, like, something as a priority, and you try and tell them no... You know, you then have to deal with the kickback of that, and it's like yeah. that might be just again something else, just completely drain your battery. So it's an argument that people would rather not have for the most part. Yeah. So it, oh, well, that's one of the skills that you need. We need to coach as a coaches, which is like how to have difficult conversations with partners. People and, that you love. And, yeah. yeah. Which is and also probably the hardest one. That's so so frustrating. One of the things I said on on the podcast, uh, the very first podcast, one of my favorite rules uh, from twelve rules from twelve rules for life from Jordan Pearson is um, don't let people. Or don't let your children do things that make you dislike them. And mm-hmm. I talk that as people, not kids. It's like because like, literally people you love and you think that you love you in your best at times you always think how can I not like them? They're the best. And yet no, then two hours later you're screaming at them. And it's like you know, it's like you have to understand you people you love and like generally just because you're screaming at them doesn't mean that you don't love them. Or just because like yeah you're not talking to them doesn't mean you don't love them. But like if you let them get away with them actions, they're like you're essentially no there's not a whole pile of let there's only influence. But if you don't at least influence to the best of your ability, you are essentially sabotaging the relationship just as much as they are. Because every time they kick back and maybe, I don't know, you didn't take responsibility for how you dealt with it. Or maybe you're being a little bit unreasonable because their priorities aren't your priorities. And you haven't got that self-discipline, so you're trying to punish everybody. Like you're literally, you know, little small ways putting little holes in the relationship and eventually the whole thing sinks and then there's a big argument and there's a whole repair system that has to go into place. But it's like that can all be avoided if you have a difficult conversation, if you study how to communicate well, with people. Be, being able to set boundaries is one Yeah. as well. That's okay. a, that's a uh, skill that you need, especially if you don't have the support of your partner. So like actually one of the members there I was having a chat with, um, 
she was setting all these goals and she had a wee list and every evening when she gets in from work she was like I'm going to smash through this list and then I'll have my evening free mm-hmm. and uh, she's been doing it now for a few days and then her partner was like oh you know she want it was um, it was her anniversary and uh, she was like looking for an excuse out of the, the list because you know, willpower comes out at the end of the day and then the partner was just like oh you're not going to do your list and then because of that she went and did the list and then went and celebrated and all that sort of stuff sure. but it was like what that there, like having the partner just to, to support makes a big difference. Massive. But one of the things from uh, one of my friends, uh, their partner is always trying, but one of their excuses is you don't support me. Yeah. And in that situation, it's like you can't rely on the support. Yeah. Okay. It's just there. Like you need, you need if it's there, it's great. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So if you have a, a partner who is trying to lose weight or whatever it is and you're not supporting them, oh, and then, you and should be supporting them. 100% I agree with you. And then some people, even just on the far side, and not because the partner doesn't love them or not because you have a bad relationship, sometimes they literally tear you down. Yeah. Like they literally tear, like health and fitness isn't a priority. They don't understand it. They don't rationalize they don't it. They don't respect it. They, it. This is it. So like for them, they literally, like when you say you're going to do something it's positive, no, 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 that. It's negative to them. It's negative to them. It's negative to their um, their habits, their culture, their routine. And you. they need to sacrifice time for your thing. As you said, they don't dele- delegate. And there's a small sacrifice. And just because maybe they've got their own stuff going on, they're at the end of their energy levels and willpower at the end of the day. And you will literally have to have a conflict. Well, conflict. You literally have to have conflict in order to get past the problem. And again, some people won't go through the conflict and what ends up happening is they their goals end up suffering mm. and then they are getting bitter and resentful eh, depending on how long they go without for. Bitter and resentful. And which is and which is sad then because again it it, it destroys the relationship and there ends up in more conflict, which is so ironic because yeah. they won't go through that initial barrier. So there ends up in, you know, or for talk's sake, let's say you're going out with somebody, they're not happy with their body, um you try and positively engage them and get them to do what to do. They kick back don't like it. They're probably insulted. Insulted and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying, but you are trying to help. You're coming from a good place. They're just maybe not in a place where they are ready to hear from you or from anybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they kick back, and then time goes on, and then eventually they end up coming back to you and blaming you, yeah. <laughs> or at least giving out to you. And it's like, you know, which it's one? The which, but it's like, which one of them arguments are you going to sit down and invest your time on? I do it the first time, yeah. and I, I literally have done it. A thousand times, you know, I've done it in my own relationship. I've done it with, with clients here, where they're like, "Look, if you want to sit down, if, if like if you want, like I've also played the game, you know, if you want to play the game and you want to, you know, we'll let this go for." The game's so tired. It's it's so, it's, it's, it's so exhausting. It's 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 it's. it's, it's going to like it? No, it's the most annoying part about it is that you sit here and you have the blanks there and you know all of it's BS. Do you get I me? Mean? You know all of it. It's like. It's like it's all wishing and, and hopeful thinking yeah. and it's like you know that they don't mean it and that it's just there, it's all tokenism and it's just like both of you know but no one acknowledges it when it's it's genuinely exhausting. Very frustrating, especially again, like I always say, like from a coach perspective, like I, I, I would hope that people start understanding the way that we see our clients um, in a sense like is so far beyond where you guys are, like where whatever you think you're capable of. Yeah, that's a, that's actually really interesting, isn't it? Like I, the I, potential that you see in people. I literally and, don't have any interest on, like, like in coddling you in your little comfort zone right now. <laughs> like because only, and only because like when I first started, I did had no idea what you people. Panned. 
I well, I know I didn't have any idea what people were capable of. Mm. So like, well, for them, like exploring their comfort zone when they were at the edge of their comfort zone, I was like, oh, fair play, you're doing really well. Because me, in my old stage, like I said, terrible athlete, I was in my comfort zone, and it wasn't until I seen other people start to break out of their comfort zone and be like, and and literally through principles, because it wasn't through experience, because it was only eighteen at the time, it was through a little bit of experience, etc., training stuff like that, mm. but. You, know, you give them coaching, you give them principles, you teach them what you thought, you get people, you know, bakers, as I call them, just follow the recipe down to the T, they get the, the end product, and you're like, that was like 110% more than I thought you'd get. Yeah. And then for that, it's like, oh, now we've got a bigger box, now we've got a bigger scope. No, and then you, then you compare that with someone who says they're doing what the baker's doing, but yeah, they're not. Exactly. And then they don't get the same results. But exactly. The recipe's the same. <laughs> now, like, what do you think, what percentage of that do you think is, to, due to the recipe and down to very very little i would say 80 percent is due to them and 20 percent due to the recipe mm. because like i said even if you get a bad plan and you follow it you'll get i i love the 80 20 rules i'd like to say 80 percent but i'll take it back to 60 percent but the, the main thing is that usually when you don't get good results you don't follow the plan and it's like you think like you think you follow the plan but you're not really following the plan this is it exactly and that's this is it that's it's something i've said again in this podcast is like there's been so many people who I've met and I got frustrated with because I thought they were lying to me and they weren't lying to me, they were lying to themselves. Yeah. And I was just starting to get, I was getting their lies themselves. I was like, how can you, like, like, I, like I'm literally here, like, talking to you, per, to per, per, you. person to person. I don't know. And, like, let's say the consultation would be about, like, half an hour, 20 minutes. And then it's like we were there saying 40 minutes on after. Yeah. And they're still sitting there telling you, like, lies. But it's not lies, it's like, it's what they believe. Yeah, it's their stories. And like, and, but like I said, it's like, but then when you try and break through them stories, for some people, I just find you hit rock bottom because they're, they're at a journey that the only they could take themselves. Mm. You know, like I really like, like I've, I've literally got through loads of people. Like I, like, same. Or, or, right, there's, I would say there's 20% come in ready, done, easy. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally without, you know. No, to, like they, they say the more they, every version, every time we update the Kickstarter, like we, there's a bigger percentage of people who just come in and kill it, yeah. just straight off the bat, and it gets better and better every single time. Next up, there's people who have some issues, and you deal with those issues in a general, natural coaching manner. Mm-hmm. A little bit of resistance for the first while, yeah, yeah. only because they're trying it, and they generally try it, they work through it, they work through their problems, and they fix it. Oh and, my God, yeah. that really for me. And then there's about 50% of people, and this is one of the reasons why apparently 90% of diets fail. So if you do start a diet, there's a 90% chance you're going to fail. Why? So this is why. The reason being is because you've got so much mental baggage, bad patterns in your brain and bad bad habits. And because maybe something happened to you when you're younger, maybe you're just a, a, you have a poor personality for, for engaging with hard things at the well, minute. Some, some, people, some people can can actually implement change. A lot easier than others. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why this and it's it's not there. It's and not it's, 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 it's yeah. no fault. That's what I personality. Your personality right? is kind of like a type. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, so it's like some people are just born under the box, and it causes them so much more mental effort. But it doesn't mean it can't be done. This is where discipline's needed. You know, David Goggins literally talks about him at one stage, like couldn't read, couldn't run, fat, overweight, you know, dumb kid, all this kind of stuff. And basically, through literally just repetition, through very high reps of reading. Like a book, he need to re- you need to read ten times. He need to read it fifty times. Yeah, he need he, you need he to write. Student, you know. Yeah, but so you no, he was told by teachers and all this yeah. kind of stuff. You know, he couldn't read. You know, a little bit of a, of a rough, little bit, a very rough childhood. You know, so work at home took preference over um, a school work and all this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, very, very good book, by the way, if you haven't listened, we recommend it every single podcast. Very, um, very, very, um, very tired and stuff in school. So just the performance in there, late bloomer, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, repetition. You had to write it out five times, so you have to write it out 20 times. And literally through that, it's like, look, work twice as hard for a fair shake and you'll get it. You know, it's like, don't be, like, if other people are getting it and you're doing it and you're not getting it, but you want it. Well, don't give up on it because giving up is going to get you absolutely no cl- closer. If you to give further. up on the process, you give up on the result. Okay, 100%. Chris, um, are you plus Yeah. Guys, sorry it was such a short one today. Again, it was short, it was intense, it was meaningful. Always appreciate uh, you guys listening. Go on for much, much longer. Maybe we will next week. What? Alas, we must leave it there. Catch me on Instagram at FF Movement Coach. Follow the main page at Fighting Double Underscore Fit. Follow Chris. FF Chris M. And we will see you in the next one. Peace.